I think that, so I think, um, so one thing is that when I was younger and I used to be like getting in trouble at school and so forth, one of the things my um, mom used to always say is like, don't be up there being a follower. Russell's are leaders. Russell's are leaders. Russell's, even if I'm the ring leader of the situation, you know, your mom, parents are typically always thinking like, you're being a follower. Right? Like, it can't be my baby. My baby ain't doing that. You being a follower. But I'm like, uh, but she would always say, Russell's the leaders, Russell's the leaders. But I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is like, I think early on, I was always just experiential. It's like I was, I, would be, I was willing to experiment with certain things to see how it would work out. So I think some of it was like innate because it was like I came from such a low place in my life early on. It's like everything was a win. It's like, it's like, cause I come from like, I, I told y'all before, like I used to eat MREs. Like I used to live with my aunt the first part of my life. And people who don't know what MREs is called, it's meals ready to eat. So it's like when my aunt's husband, he was in Desert Storm. So he used to send back MREs. And my aunt was like, she was on drugs really bad. Um, but she raised me up until like third grade. So we used to like eat these MREs sometimes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that. So it's like, I come from that. So it was like every opportunity was like an opportunity to get better. So it's like, what do I really got to lose? Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Rochelle Shaw again. And so as I told you through this whole interview series that I'm only interviewing my friends. <laughs> my friends, people that I know who are actually uh, serving on purpose and making an impact. And so um, today is super, super duper special for me. Uh, I already prefaced this with, I'm not going to cry, but I'm sure I am going to cry. So it is what it is. Um, but uh, welcome to um, to the show, my friend, Marco Russell. Tap. Hey, 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 I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Introduce yourself, because I, I can't introduce you. Introduce yourself. So I'm I'm Marco Russell. I am, um, I guess, so many things, right? Uh, I think most importantly, a father, uh, my husband, uh, a man of God. I'm a entrepreneur supremacist. I love entrepreneurship. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, um, and I'm just obsessed with entrepreneurship. I'm a teacher right i love taking complicated concepts to some and like breaking them down so people can get it specifically entrepreneurs um i'm the king of client attraction um um i don't know i'm just uh, I, I just love what i do to date we i'm the ceo and co-founder of client attraction university to date we've helped our clients um do over one billion dollars in revenue um I'm a high school dropout, I dropped out of high school in 10th grade. So I'll never want to leave that out because I think that's very important. I dropped out of school in 10th grade, uh, started selling drugs at a very young age. Um, when I had my first son, I was 19 and I was in jail when he was born. I met my first son when I was, fun fact, right? Kind of, I, I met my first son um, in visitation. 
for the first time. His mom brought him to see me and I was in visitation. Um, yeah, so a, a conqueror, right? Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so I guess a, a, a list of things. And I'm blessed to be here. A list of things, a conqueror, you know, that is that is the absolute, absolute truth. So uh, one of the things that, that we share very much in common is that we're both obsessed with entrepreneurship, right? Uh, one of the things that I've been doing over all of these interviews is even when I started my podcast, I was like, I'm not interviewing anybody because I don't want to be dependent on finding somebody to interview to, to bring them content, right? Right. Um, because I think at that point, then you have somebody else vetting them. And I only want to interview my friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, yep. you know, people who I know who are actually making an impact um, and who understand this business. So, so tell me, how did you, how did you get into internet marketing? Right? Like, like that story is always fun to hear. Yeah. It's the craziest story ever. Right. So I actually, so I was, full-time in the, in the streets, right? Selling drugs, that was like my game. That's how I fed my son, took, you know, that's how I paid, that's what I did, right? Now, while I was doing that, I started an entertainment company. So when I came, when I got out of jail at 19, I said, you know what? I'm gonna do the job thing. I never did the job thing. I don't wanna go back to jail. My dad wasn't around growing up. I wanna make sure I'm here for my son. So I said, I know one job isn't going to make me enough money, so I'm going to get me two jobs, right? That linear thing. Now, well, let me just get two jobs, right? And I found out that two jobs is actually for two people, right? Uh, so I did the job thing. I started changing oil and tires on 18 wheelers, the total opposite of what I was doing before. I'm covered in oil every day, like, look like a mechanic. It was terrible, right? So I was like, I did it like, for like two weeks, and I was like, man, Every hour I get paid $8, they make like $300 off every, off my $8, that's pimping. Like where I'm from, like I can't do this no more. So I went back into the streets and I started an entertainment, whilst I went back to selling drugs, that's what I knew best. And I was like, all right, I'm a, and a lot of the rappers I grew up in, a lot of the um, people I grew up watching, they all came from the streets or came from the hood or whatever, and they started entertainment levels. So I, I grew up on like Master P and, you know, the J Princes and the Cash, you know, Cash Money, Birdman. So a lot of them kind of did those type of plays. So I was like, all right, um, I'm gonna start an entertainment label, a, a record label basically. So I knew people who rap, I knew people who did beats. So I just brought them together. I was the visionary behind it. So I just brought them together. I bought a, I think I was like 20, Right, and so I got a um, a storefront. It was at one point a um, a hair salon. So we rented it out. We stripped it out. We turned it into a studio. And a, the, a buddy of mine, whose house we were doing music at, he was his dad's house. He was in the basement. So I was like, "Hey, man, at your house, we can only be there at certain times, right? And we can only do certain things there because it's your parents' house." So I was like, "Just bring your equipment. They bring your equipment to this place." to this, I got the studio, I'm gonna pay the rent, everything. All you gotta do is have your equipment there and just be there to run it, cause I don't know how to work in it. So we did that. Started picking up a little steam. I had one artist I was managing. We started to take off and um, we started doing like, um, you know, performances and stuff like that. So people used to see us in the club so much. Mind you, we're not even old enough to be in the club. Like. So I'm like, we, aren't not, you 20? Like, how is this yeah, We're like 20. We're not even old enough to be. When I turned, we had this one strip club we used to go to all the time. I turned 21 in that club. 
when I turned 21, and they were like, everybody could call me chill then. They was like, hey, chill, um, how old are you turning? And I was like, 21. And they was like, 21? Like, you've been coming here like three or four years, bro. Like, what do you mean, 21? And I was like, yeah. Now, here's the crazy part. I was one of the oldest in my crew. So I had people who was with me, 16, 17, you know, and I'm getting, like, my, the artist I was managing, we like two years difference, right? So it's like, I'm getting him in, because ain't nobody, when they with me, they don't really need no ID. I'm like, hey, these my people, they good. All right, cool. So so we've we been in the club so much. One of the, one of the guys who um, used to be there also, he was like, hey, my cousin, he's opening a club, and he wants to have some different um, club hosts to host different nights. Because, like, here, our... I don't know how it is in every city, but I know I know in most cities it's the same. But here, the clubs are fueled by club hosts. So different hosts, well, not hosts, different club promoters, they'll get school. Perfect. So in, that, so in my city, the clubs are um, fueled by club promoters. So I ended up getting a night to promote at this club. And I didn't really know about club promotions, but I'm, I was like, okay, it's a great opportunity. So we did the club thing, it started to pick up. And then one night I was in another buddy of mine club because I was going to see his album release party. And while I was in, I got introduced to internet marketing. I mean, not internet marketing, I was introduced to network marketing. So he told me, hey man, and he thought I was my brother who I'm actually going to meet with for lunch today, right? So he thought I was him and he was like, but I knew who he was. Well, I didn't know who he was, but I knew his face. So he was like, hey, how many people you know got a cell phone? And I was like, everybody I know got a cell phone. And he was like, what if every time they paid that bill, you got paid? And I was like, well, that'd be dope. He was like, well, this week, one of my mentors is gonna be in town. She's a millionaire. She's looking for some leaders to expand with in the area. So I'm like, cool. So I went to the meeting that week, took one of my brothers with me. Um, he dead in the streets as well. He got his pistol on him and everything, you know, so, cause we don't know where we're going. So we go, we see the presentation and I'm like, this is crazy. And it was like, you got to do is get two, and they'll get two, and they'll get two. You're making millions of dollars. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I definitely, I'm going to kill this. So uh, we jumped. It was 500 to get started. I was like, hey, y'all take cash. And he was like, no, nah, you got to have a card. I'm like, we don't got no cards. So he showed me how to get a prepaid card at Walmart a couple of days later. I paid my way. I paid half of my brother's way to get in. So I already had one. I was like, okay, two one more. It's going to be easy. So I started showing other people. Everybody was telling me it was a pyramid scheme. I was crazy. They got blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I'm like, y'all were already familiar with this, but nobody ever mentioned this to me before. But my mom, God rest her soul, I, she always been a hustler. So I was like, I'm gonna show it to her and see if she sees anything, right? And if, cause if it's some games, she'll know. So I showed it to her, she watched the video, she hit me back and she was like, well, if you market yourself, it can work. So I was like, okay. So um, I tried to get my mom signed up for the home, my grandma signed up for the home security system that they had couldn't get her approved. It was a mess. So one day, one I went to one of the conferences. One of the guys who recruited me invited me to the conference because they do these quarterly conferences in network marketing. And it was here in Atlanta. I went in there, it was like three, 4,000 black people there, excited, talking positive. I had never seen anything like it in my life. And I was like, they could have got me, but ain't no way they could have tricked all of these people. So I don't know what happened. I came out, something about these conferences, I came out and I was full speed ahead. I recruited some people. A Couple weeks later, I ran out of people to talk to, but one of the people I recruited, she sent me a link to a four part video series. And it's, it's kind of like a launch series, right? But I didn't know that. And so I watched this four part video series. 
uh, I watched it and the dude was talking about how you build a network marketing business without doing home parties, without doing home meetings, without doing it. I'm like, wow. So I'm watching it. And at the end, he sells this, um, well, at the end of each video, actually, he sells this, um, his ebook, right? And it's a $40 ebook. Again, this, I never bought none online before. I ain't know nothing about none of this stuff. And he was like, hey, this will do it. So I was like, all right, great. And this was just a whole new way of thinking through this. And then when I bought the book, after reading the sales letter for like for like 50 times, I finally bought it and it took me through all these upsells. But of course, I ain't had no money on my, my prepaid card. So I had to reload my card, go back through it to get all the upsells and all that. And um, and in the book, dude was like, your ideal client, if you want to build a network marketing business, is other network marketers because they already buy network marketing opportunities. And he was like, the best way to get them is add value to them. They're going to see you know what you're talking about, and then they're going to want to join your network marketing business. And he was like, the best way to do that is just give them a copy of this book. And he was like, when they when they buy a copy of this book for $40, I'm going to give you 20 of it. So that was like my first commission that I made online as well. And when I made this $20 commission, I was like, oh, it is on. <laughs> so I was just obsessed. And I'm the type of person, I always go to the root. So it was like when people mention other people, like, hey, my mentor was this or blah, blah, blah. I started going down all these different rabbit holes. So I started going down the Dan Kennedy rabbit hole, the Gary Halbert rabbit hole, all these different rabbit holes. And I was just like, wow. And I was just, I just got fascinated. And I had already been doing marketing and stuff, doing club promotions, but it was just a different type of marketing, right? Yeah. So I, I was obsessed. I was, I was hooked. And, um, and fast forward through all the trials and tribulations that took me through, we're here having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the story. I love hearing it every time because it just it just just cracks me up uh, to, to when you said you guys knew this and you didn't yeah. tell me. <laughs> That's the yeah. Best. That's the best. Um, and I should I should kind of tell like everybody listening full so full disclosure. Um, I happen to be the president of communication <laughs> for a client at Jackson University. Um, because yep. once I heard him, I had to be a partner. I had to be involved. Um, and now they can't get rid of me. So, 100%. so, uh, <laughs> you know, a person who had only had one job in their life and said, I will never work for anybody else. Uh, can't wait to work for this dude over here. So um, <laughs> it's it's the craziest thing ever. Hey, 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 MD Nation. Can't get enough. <laughs> Can't get enough. Hey, I've got another free training that I'd love for you to see. How to add another million this year. You can watch it for free by going to www.627figures.com. The number six to the number seven figures.com you will see the three easiest things you can do in your business right now to get to the million faster ah it's my favorite thing to do is to teach and train so you can go and hang out have some fun and learn some stuff from me go to six to seven figures.com So, so, you know, you have so much business knowledge and there's so much of that stuff out there already. Um, I want to ask you some stuff that I don't know, maybe people haven't asked you before, or maybe they have, but, um, uh, as a, 
as a single for life gal, how in the world did you pick your spouse? So uh, it was crazy. So how, again, I used to be in the clubs, right? So God like met me where I was, right? We're learning, like getting, like getting introduced to this industry was in the club. Getting introduced to my wife was in the club. So I saw her one night, she actually was a bartender, right? So, but she, the club I saw her in, she wasn't bartending, but she had her uniform on. It was a, like a referee uniform, right? Cause her, the bar she worked at was called the 50 yard line. So, you know, the referee, you know what I'm saying? So I just saw her and I was like, um, and uh, I was, I just saw her and I was like, all right. So I just kind of shot at her. Well, I didn't really say anything the first time, I don't think. Um, do I think I did? I think I spoke, we chatted, I we didn't really go into in depth. So I was in another club another night and my homie and his girl, they were like, um, such and such was asking about you. And I'm like, who? And they like told me and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw her at this other spot. So I guess when I talked to her, she came to them and was like, like, who is this dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who, like, who does this dude think he is kind of thing, right? So, because uh, I, cause like, even when I was in the streets, I was like, like a lot of people call me unassuming now, right? So yeah. you can imagine when I was in the street, I was like the same dude, like people like, what is, what is he doing? So I was like, I moved the same way. So she was kind of doing her research and I was like, oh, she did, huh? So I'm like, okay, got it. So I saw her at another club and then we started chopping up. Here's the crazy thing, Rochelle. So I... I <laughs> I had my inner, I had my rec, I had my thing, my my studio. Yeah. And outside the studio, you know, it's a storefront. So we had the big sign. It was called Billion Dollar Enterprises. Right? Marketing, blah, blah, blah. And I had if I wish I let me see if I found one right here. But I had business cards and everything. I had a gold business card. It was paper, but it was a gold business card. So me imagine we talking in the club, we own Bankhead, we in the hood in the club, we chopping it up. So I'm like, um, she drunk, I'm drunk. We talking and we exchange information, but I give her my business card. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, here, hit me up, right? Like, just let's commit. So, you know, and this time, nobody, nobody probably ever did, like, especially kind of where, where I was coming from. So we end up connecting like the next day. She pulls up, you know, we're chopping it up or whatever. Um, but I think the biggest thing what struck me about her is that because when she pulled up on me, I like had a I had like a brand new townhouse. I'm, I'm again, I'm like 20, I'm like early, super early 20s, right? Like probably like 21, maybe at this time, 22. She pulled up. I um because my mom had got this townhouse in this new 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 area, and she knew the lady who she was getting hers from. So she connected me with the lady because the lady wasn't gonna ask me for anything. She wasn't gonna ask me for like check stubs, none of that type of stuff, but just on the strength of my mom, she was gonna let me get the spot. So I got the spot like right across the street from my mom. And then she was like, um, so she was pulling up, but she never asked me for anything. She like, she just hit me up to me like, hey, uh, you know, you're hungry, you need anything, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Right, so she just kind of was. She was leading with value. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I was, I was watching. I was paying attention. But me, I'm young. I'm still out doing my thing. I really ain't. I'm like, yeah, I'll hit her later. But I'm like doing some other stuff. So I'm still kind of moving and shaking. 
Okay. And, you know, and like women was kind of like my thing back then. It was like, I think that was genetic apparently from my dad, from what I heard. So I was just kind of doing my thing. So um, I kind of went through this whole transition. So as I, when I, when I signed up in network marketing, right, she signed up obviously because she was like, all right, she yep. was leading with value. She like, okay, let me right. get in because right. you know, you know what I'm saying? So she signed up, she was signing people up or whatever. Um, and when I kind of went through this whole transition from, cause like I had to like cut everything off cause I was doing the network marketing stuff, but I was still in the streets. Right. And then, so it wasn't working and I ended up getting locked up for a warrant. I got out and, um, I was like, you know what? I got to choose. So I, I chose the legit business stuff. So I went through this, I cut off the streets and that was my money flow. So I kind of went through this whole, like, I lost pretty much ran through all my money that I had saved and like I went broke and I got evicted from my apartment. And when I, when she found out I got evicted from an apartment, I hadn't, I didn't really say anything at first. And she was like, why you ain't been saying nothing? You know what I'm saying? So she, I was like, I'm just going to get me a um, extended stay and I'm just going to pay it weekly. Cause I'm like, I've been there before pay it weekly. I can build my money back up or whatever. And she was like, well, that don't make sense. You're going to spend $200 a week or whatever. $300 a week for an extended stay. You can just get your apartment for a few hundred bucks. And I'm like, so she found the apartment. $400 a month, paying for it, all this stuff and stuff. So she was like rocking with me even when I was going, cause she met me, I was up and she was rocking with me even when I was going through this like downward spiral, right? And even hit like rock bottom. And um, even when my mom was going through like her um, phasing out, right? She uh, was taking care of my mom and stuff like that. But uh, but when I saw her like still rocking with me, even when I didn't have anything, she was with so much value. It just, even when I wasn't making the best decisions in the situation, I was like, um, you know, this really the one. And, and the crazy thing is she was about to go out of town one time for a funeral and she had ended up checking my Facebook for some reason. And I was chatting back and forth with this, this girl. And I walked into the house and um, I saw she was looking, I'm like, okay, what's up? And she, she walked out, saw the messages. I'm like, all right. And I had went through this a whole bunch of times. So I was like, okay, this might be the end, right? Okay. And I, so she, so she, you could see she's looking at your Facebook and you say, yeah. what? Yeah. And she walks out and yeah. I'm like, so I looked at my message and I'm like, so at this point, and like, we've been here a few times, right? We've been here a few times. So, and I was like, all right, this may be the end, but I know how bad I'm like, I'm like messing this up. Right. So she leaves and goes out of town. I call my mom and I'm like, I'm thinking about proposing to Vanessa, what you think? But I'm broke. I'm like, do you think I should wait till I get my money back up or no? Oh, or just do it. And she was like, just do it. You know, Vanessa love you, blah, blah, blah. Everything else will work itself out. So uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of kind of to that point. And then we just built it all the way back up. Woo. Well, the, the uh, my favorite story is is how you are super confident and you were super confident even when you were driving the Camry that that did it not go in reverse or it only went in reverse what, it didn't go, it? The, rever the reverse went out so it wouldn't <laughs> go in it wouldn't go in reverse <laughs> <laughs> what what so where did that confidence come from did you were you always confident and did that start early? Because I think that that's probably the number one secret to entrepreneurship 
is just being confident, right? Right. So where do you, where do you think that came from? Um, I think so. I think that so I think and so one thing is that when I was younger and I used to be like getting in trouble at school and so forth. One of the things my um, mom used to always say is like, don't be up there being a follower. Russell's are leaders. Russell's are leaders. Russell's, even if I'm the ring leader of the situation, you know, your mama, parents are typically always thinking like, you're being a follower. Right? Like, it can't be my baby. My baby ain't doing that. You being a follower. But I'm like, uh, but she would always say, Russell's the leaders, Russell's the leaders. But I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is like, I think early on, I was always just experiential. It's like I would, I would be, I was willing to experiment with certain things to see how it would work out. So I think some of it was like innate because it was like I came from such a low place in my life early on. It's like everything was a win. It's like, it's like, cause I come from like, I, I told y'all before, like I used to eat MREs. Like I used to live with my aunt the first part of my life. And people who don't know what MREs is called, is meals ready to eat. So it's like when, my aunt's husband, he was in Desert Storm. So he used to send back MREs. And my aunt was like, she was on drugs really bad. Um, but she raised me up until like third grade. So we used to like eat these MREs sometimes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that. So it's like, I come from that. So it was like every opportunity was like an opportunity to get better. So it's like, what do I really got to lose? You know what I'm saying? I love that. Love that. So, so as a ninth grade dropout, um, when did you become a reader? So, so I think so. I was always kind of a reader, but not really. So, so in tenth grade, uh, when I got when I dropped out, and I, I got no, no, no. Before that, I got suspended for ten days. So I got suspended for ten days. I think I was in ninth grade then, and my mom. I was like, you know, I'm thinking, all right, let me just lay around the house. So my mom woke me up and was like, oh, no, you ain't laying around the house. Like, you going to work with me. So she took me to work. And she was in telemarketing. And she was amazing at it. I used to call it like the Michael Jordan telemarketer. So we, I went and she made me sit in the, um, what's the room where they snack at? The, um, oh, the break room? The break room. I sat in the break room and she made me read A Time to Kill. Right. Uh, yeah. So she made me read the time to kill. I don't know why, but she was like, you're going to do something. So I read the time to kill. It probably took me like a day or two to get through it. And then crazy thing is once I'm done with it, I came out on the sales floor and I sat by her and I was like, all y'all doing is reading the script. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah. So she was like, here, she gave me some leads, a list of leads. So I call, I started calling some, I'm just reading the script. And I got one person to say, yeah. And, uh, and the way it works is like, you got to fill in the form and then you send it up to what they call a capper. So you send it up to the capper. And the next thing I know, I heard a capper ring the bell. Boom, 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 Marquel, XYZ. I was like, what? Somebody just bought it. So I made $800 that week and I ended up buying my first car. But to answer your question though, about that was one of my first books. But when I got into the music stuff, I bought this book called, I forget why I got the book from, but I got this book called um, uh, Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman, right? So I'm probably like, maybe like 18, something like that. I was I was younger. Um, but when I just became, a, uh, I guess it's a voracious or ferocious or just a obsessed with reading was when I got introduced to network marketing. Because network marketing introduced me to 
um, personal development. He introduced me to Jim Rohn and I started hearing things like leaders or readers and things and they started recommending books. And then I read the um, Robert Kiyosaki's and all that different time. I was just obsessed, you know, with the book. So that's when, that's when the obsession kicked in when I got into network marketing. That's awesome. Hey, MDE Nation, I have some openings to work with me and my team on building your own million dollar business. Or if you already have the million dollar business, you want to add another two or 10. <laughs> hey, let's spend some time together. The easiest, fastest way is to make sure it's a good fit is to go check out my free training, how to add another million to your business this year, right? You can go grab it for free um, by going to www627figures.com. The number six, T-O, number seven, figures.com. You will see the three easiest things you can do in your business right now to get to the million faster and see kind of how my brain works and how we actually work with our private clients. I'm excited to help you add that extra million to your bottom line. Let's have some fun. Gosh, so, you know, tell me about client attraction. Like, why did you go into attracting clients instead of, uh, is it, well, no. The better question is, did you attract clients when you were in the music business or in the drug business? Um, and did it just automatically translate into internet marketing? Or how did you come into client attraction instead of just going and hitting people over the head? So great question. So actually when I was um, in network marketing at first, I was hitting people over the head, right? Cause it was like the, 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 the thinking around network marketing is like, talk to everybody who comes within three feet of you. Um, and I'm, I was a, I, I, I kind of would say, I don't really like, so some people would say, okay, I'm an introvert. And I, I would say part of that is true, but but I think a bigger part is I just don't deal with people I don't know, right? <laughs> I'm just like cautious of who I deal with, right? So I, and I so I was like I don't talk to certain. I'm not just like uh, openly talking. Like my wife's totally opposite. Like she's never met a stranger, right? She'll be in the we'll be in line at the grocery store, right? And I'm sure you I know you're the same way. Like we'll be in the line at the grocery store and she'll be enough full-blown conversation with the cashier or somebody in line, full-blown. Me, I'm the type of person almost like, I hope they don't say anything to me, <laughs> right? Unless I'm in a different, sometimes I'm in the mood and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I'll start a conversation, but I, I'm not a huge small talk guy, right? Unless we, we gotta be talking about something, business specifically. So, um, so, so, so the attraction. So they were like, hey, you gotta talk to people come within three feet of you. And I'm like, that's just ain't my thing. Like me just cranking up a conversation who I don't know and tell them about, it's like, that's just ain't my thing, right? And then they were like, you gotta invite people to your home and do a presentation. Number one, where I'm from, you don't bring strangers to your house. That, that's number one. Number two, all of my guys, my closest warm market that they call were yeah. guys like me in the streets. It's like, I'm not bringing them to your house. Right. And you talk about all this money and all that. Like I'm not, I got homies that'll rob you. Yeah. Like, like they'll come back 
and they will rob you, yeah. right? Like these are the people I grew up with, like they will rob you like no mask. Like I've got, that's the homies I grew up with, like was around every day. It's like, I'm not bringing my people to your house. So I'm like, it has to be a better way. Yeah. And then what I, what I got good at was getting the people who were uh, getting some of the people in front of the people who my uplines who were presenting. So it's like, look, all you gotta do is get the people in front of me. I'll do the presentation, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'll talk to them. Great. But once I start rank advancing, they start making less money off of me because I start rank advancing. So they was like, now nah, you gotta start doing presentations. And I'm like, dude, when I signed up, y'all told me I wasn't gonna have to do presentations. Now you're telling me I gotta talk in front of people? I'm yeah. tripping. But one of my mentors used to always, who was, she was like the one who was getting the most money. She used to be like, when I stood up, my check went up. And she was like, and she used to be the one, she used to always say, if I make 20,000 a month, that's a bad month for me. And I was like, wow. So I was like, I read, I started reading, I read Dale Carnegie's public speaking book. I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure this speaking, this speaking thing out, because it seemed like that's where the money at. So, um, so yeah, so I was hitting people, I was spamming people on Facebook. Every post on my Facebook page was about the opportunity. I'm DMing people to the point. This was like before Facebook jail. I think my wave of people probably created Facebook jail. We used to we used to send out so many messages every day to the point where Facebook wouldn't let us send messages anymore. And we used to be excited about it. We used to be like, oh, oh we get, we marketing. And we used to think it was marketing, right? Like, so to answer your question, we were going super hard until I learned that, wow, the goal is to actually become the hunted and not the hunter. And how do you do that? By this thing called direct response marketing. Yeah. And I was like, this is nuts. This is nuts, right? Um, yeah. Same thing, you know. Always same thing. Well, and and I I think I am a a a learned introvert, so that I I love being by myself. But I learned mm -hmm. that I make money being an extrovert. So yeah. I get up to be an extrovert, yeah. and then yeah. I have to go and hermit for a week. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And people say, I would never think so. So, no way. You know, you can just get out there. I'm like, that's a learned skill. 